Marvel special today went to legend. How many of you went and seen the movie Captain America? Anybody went and seen the movie Captain America? That was an awesome movie. I wanna, and, and some of you are not saying you did, but I know you did. I saw you there. Anyway, I, I want to just share a few things about that. You know, everybody's into American Idol. And America's got talent. What we need is America's got heart. Because the thing that I appreciated about this movie was here was this little skinny, wimpy guy. Even the commander said if we'd give him a shot, the needle would go all the way through him. I mean, this guy was so skinny, he was so wimpy. They, they marked him F4, rejected five times. But the thing about it is, is they looked on his record. It was against the law. He could go to jail to uh, keep on trying to get into the army. He wanted to be a, a soldier no matter what. And so he kept changing his name and address trying to get in. But he kept getting rejected. If somebody someday, the, the scientist there, he heard him talking about wanting to get in. And he saw something. It wasn't the size of the guy because the guy was just a stick. But he even said, he says, he said, why did you choose me? He says, you got a heart. You got a heart. And all that comes afterwards, always rule by your heart. It's not the outward appearance. It was the heart. God chose David because he had a heart. And I want to talk to you today about so important about letting your heart come out because that's what's going to get you uh, where you need to go. And, and that's what is needed right now as we start this school year. Amen. So I want you to see here in Daniel chapter 10, as we get ready to talk about the spirit of Daniel, I want you to see something here. It said, I, Daniel, was the only one, Daniel chapter 10, verse 7 and 12, I, Daniel, was the only one to see this. Now, I want to talk to you, and, and, and listen, I want to talk to you. As, as a father, and I want to talk to you as a pastor. Paul says, as a man, I'm nothing, but in my office, I'm chosen and put there by God. So I want you to pay close attention, and I want you to listen to the different words that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you out this message, because he's going to speak to you, and it's going to cause you to become the man you wish you could be or the man you want to be. So many people say, you know, I'm not the man I, I, I want to be. I'm not the woman I want to be. Well, this message can change that. There can be a total transformation today. And Daniel is an example. And I want you to see his life. He says, I, Daniel, was the only one to see this. He wanted to see this. I desire to see this. I want to see this. And the men who were with me, although they didn't see it, were overcome with fear. And they ran off and hid, fearing the worst. Left alone after the appearance, abandoned by my friends, I went weak in the knees and my blood drained from my face. Now before I go on, I want to say this. Here's Daniel. He's seeing something. You may be seeing something. A lot of times, you have to separate from your friends before you hear the voice. Baron was telling me that in Youth Wednesday night, and it's, this happens, a lot of times, there's there's a group talking. They're just they're just a half fun. They're not interested in seeing what he sees, and so they're just talking. They're cutting up. They're having fun, and he's saying, "Be quiet!" And they're cutting up, having fun. And it's amazing. After a while, they get tired of being told to be quiet. That they finally leave, and when they leave, that's when the glory comes down. You may not be the most loved or accepted or most known person in school. But with God, you will be. Because you have to see something that other people see. And they're not able to see what you see. They're not able to feel what you feel. They're not able to understand what you understand because they don't have your heart. When you have a heart to be somebody that you desire to be or you know he desires you to be, you go forward no matter who's with you, who's not against you. And sometimes you got to separate from different ones so you can be who God's calling you to be. And these ran away and hid. Oh, I don't want to hear all that. And then he goes, after they left, after separation, I heard his voice. And the sound of it, I fainted. I fell flat on the ground, facing the dirt. And a hand touched and pulled me to my hands and knees. Daniel, he said, look at this now. Man of quality. Listen carefully to my message. Man of quality. 
man of quality. I looked at the word quality, and it means a different class and caliber and character all of its own. It speaks of a different rank, value, and it's over and over. It's the word excellence when we'll see in the Bible today that Daniel had an excellent spirit. It means a degree of excellence of something. It, it means an excellence of standard, uh, a distinctive attribute, characteristic possessed by someone. And this is that quality that God saw in Daniel. And I'm going to be talking this coming Wednesday on the remnant. One of the things I thought I'd just give you a little bit about that is in the book of James, it says the heartfelt prayer of a righteous man avails much. And when you look up that word righteous, it means both definitions of righteous, imputed righteous and personal righteous. So I thought there's something here. What is this? Imputed righteousness is when you get saved and God calls you righteous and you're righteous. The Bible says Lot was righteous, but he wasn't, he didn't have a righteous relationship with God. He was just imputed. It was just given to him by grace. And there's a lot of believers, they're just living like Lot. They're going to make it to heaven, but they're not going to have nothing much to show for their life here on earth. But then there's those like Abraham who didn't only have the imputed righteousness of God. He had the personal relationship with God. He had the presence of God. And when you have the presence of God, you can persuade God. When God says, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he says, if there's 10, if there's 20, if there's 30, if there's 50. Abraham, the heartfelt prayer. A lot of people are praying, but they're not persuading God because their heart is not right with God. They're righteous. They're made righteous because they believe in Christ, but they haven't made their life righteous before God. And there's something about having the heart of God. There's something about having a heart that's pleasing to God, as you'll see over and over in Scripture today, that it persuades God. That he, he chose you right. His plan and his purpose for you is right. What he desired for you, what he decides for you is right. But not like Lot. You just don't want the imputed righteousness to where you go ahead and do what you want to and don't have much to show for it. But there's a righteousness that we see in all these heroes and legends of faith. That you go from being a nothing to a somebody. You go from a wimp to a legend. You leave a legacy. Why? Because you've allowed your heart to have a work of God done within it. And he says, men of quality, listen carefully to my message. This message, these words, you'll, they're up here. These words are not the words, I ask you to hear me. These words are not the words of a man. These are the words of God. And I'm speaking to you as children and as if you would be my child. There's so many today, their lives are a mess. They never had a father speak into them. And part of the end time revival is the hearts of the children return to the father and father to the children. And what I desire to do today, I desire to speak to you as a dad. As you start this new year, I want to encourage you about some things. I want to draw some things to you. And I would speak to you as my own children. And I'll tell you how these things had something to do. And even Brandon's being, being healed because of his mom bringing these scriptures before him. But I want you to see that there's something here for you to realize. That the spirit of Daniel. He says, Daniel, precious before me. In, in Daniel chapter 10, he says, Daniel, you're precious before me. You're lovable in my sight. God didn't love Daniel any more than he loves you. And he doesn't love you any more than he loves Daniel. Daniel had a heart after him as David did. Samuel wanted to anoint everybody. He said, the other sons and brothers of David. No, I want David because I've seen his heart. And he said, Daniel, man of quality, listen carefully to my message. And get up on your feet and stand in attention. I've been sent to bring you news. And when he had said this, I stood up, but I was still shaking. Relax, Daniel, he continued. Don't be afraid. From the moment you decided, you decided. I want you to see these words in the book of Daniel. It was always a decision made by Daniel, not by nobody else. The moment you decided to humble yourself and look at this. And receive understanding. Your prayer was heard. And I said how to come. Why aren't my prayers being answered? Everybody in Every pastor in Pineville's prayed for me. Why aren't my prayers being answered? How are you in the area of understanding, wisdom, and knowledge? Do you see the steps here? He decided to humble himself, receive understanding, and then his prayer was heard. Then the answer came. It wasn't just a hoping and a wishing and a praying. It was believing and knowing. And he humbled himself and he sought God. And it goes on to say, he said, don't be afraid, friend. You know why the others left? Because they're not friends of God. Don't be afraid, friend. Peace. Everything is going to be all right. Say that with me. Everything is going to be all right. Amen. 
He goes on, take courage, be strong. Even as he spoke, courage surged up within me. You see, even as the word of God is being preached and as you listen during the week and you say, you know what, I feel so weak, I feel so dried, I feel so drained. If you put on the word, you're going to feel something surge on the inside of you because his word's alive. So you have to put it on. Even as he spoke, courage surged up within me and I said, go ahead, let my master speak. You have given me courage. I talked to you about the man that I could be. You don't want to end your life saying the man I could have been. But the man I could be, the woman I could be. And it says, don't be afraid, take courage. I know that a lot of college, a lot of high school, I know you're thinking, you know, why should I go to college? Because by the time I graduate and I have a degree, there's not going to be any jobs out there anyway. Take courage, be strong. Listen, you've got God on your side. A lot of people, this is how they say about marriage. Why should I get married? After 50% end up in divorce, so why should I get married? I'm just going to live with them. Why should I? Why should you? Because you want to guard your heart. You want to determine not to defile yourself. Well, you know what? You know, I, I, I'm just going to try sex before I get married. Because you know what? It, it better work this time. Then you're doing it your way. You're not doing God's way. So what, guess what the outcome is going to be? Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not sin against God. He would not defile the temple of the Holy Spirit. He would not do things logically to his natural mind, but he would be led by the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Well, you know, I try all that. How do I know it's going to work? It's because the word says it works. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are good. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. There's God's plans. Amen. You got to continue to look at that word. I read about when Pat shepherds take their sheep to uh, the wilderness for a few days, and they built a campfire, and they're around the campfire, and their sheep are around the fire. All of a sudden, the wolves, wolves start hollering and growling. They say that the wolves never look into the wilderness. The wolves look into the eyes of the shepherd. If the eyes of the shepherd are calm, the sheep will be calm. They don't look in the direction of the disaster possible disaster they look in the eyes of the shepherd how many remember when you would get into a situation your kids would look into your eyes and if mom and dad is at peace then they would be at peace that's why it talks about keeping your eyes upon the author and finisher of your faith jesus keep your eyes on jesus because if you look at everything else you're going to go under but if you keep your eyes on jesus you know well though the world is full of wolves you're going to be safe in the shepherd amen now, about the man I used to be, I want to give you this scripture here. I want you to see this. This is talking about Judas. This is a man who healed the sick, saw the dead race, walked with Christ for three and a half years. And look what they end up saying about him. And this is the last they said about him. Acts 125. Judas threw away in order to go his own way. All that that Christ had given him, all the possibility that Christ had given him, he threw it all away to go his own way. So many times there's kids, they can't wait to go to college. They're not thinking about the education, they're not thinking about the degree. You know what kids are thinking about? Oh, at last. Mom and dad ain't there to make me lock my door and get the computer out of my room. Thank God I'm going to have my own room. I better look at anything I want to. Thank God I'm getting ready to go to college. You know what I want? I want a hard hat that has two cup holders so I can put two beers with two straws going in my mouth. And we're going to party! I can't wait till I get out of home and go to college because and then I'm going to be able to get rid of my virginity and not worry about my mom and my dad and I'm going to be able to party and have a good time. Uh-huh. And Daniel is going to be an example today, uh-huh. Throw it all away and go your own way and you'll reap the results of being nothing. Don't waste your years. Let me give you another example in the Bible. I want you to see this. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the servant of Elisha, who had been the servant of Elijah, the man of God, said to himself. And I'm going to change something here. How many of you have ever seen Lord of the Rings? And, and, and you remember that ugly looking thing called Gollum. Precious. Y'all remember precious. I'm going, to, I'm going to change my voice here. Then he said, my master should have let this Armenian get away without accepting any of his gifts. As surely as the Lord lives, I will chase after him and get something from him. So Gullum set off the name. How many of you know Gullum, who was a little hobbit, turned into a demon? 
you got to throw it off to be something that you don't want to be. And it goes on to say, now Naaman saw Gehazi running after him, and he climbed down from his chariot. He went to meet him. Is everything all right, Naaman asked. Yes, Gehazi said. Running after him, he climbed, uh, but my master, here, here he goes lying, my master has sent me to tell you that two young prophets, here he is lying again, from the hill country of Ephraim, have just arrived. He would like 75,000 pounds of silver and two sets of clothing to give to, to them. By all means, take twice as much silver, Naaman insisted. And he gave him two sets of clothing and tied the money in two bags. And he sent his two servants carrying the gifts up for Gehazi. But look at this. But when they arrived at the citadel, Gehazi took the gifts from the servants and sent the men back. And he went and he hid the gifts inside the house. And when he went to his master, Elisha asked him, where have you been, Gehazi? I haven't been anywhere, he replied. What you've been doing? None. Chuck it all over the face. What you been doing? None. And, he, and Elisha asked him, didn't you realize that I was there in spirit when Naaman stepped down from his chariot to meet you? Look at this now. Is, is this the time to receive money, clothing, olive groves, vineyards, sheep, cattle, male and female servants, he was reading his heart. He was reading his heart. You've been serving me all this time. You know what's been on your mind? Money. You know what's been on your mind? Clothing and sheep. He says, this isn't the time. He didn't say, we're not supposed to have that. He just said, this isn't the time. And listen to what it goes on to say. Because you have done this, you and your descendants will suffer Naaman's leprosy forever. And when Gehazi left the room, he was covered with leprosy and his skin was white as snow. In other words, he got the disease of the world because he threw everything away and he went the world's way. Now I want to tell you something and I want this to be opening for you. The man I could have been, Gehazi, he was in line for the mantle of Elijah. He was serving Elisha like Elisha had served Elijah. After Elisha died, nobody got the mantle of Elijah. It stopped there. Why? Because men like this end up diseased and on the side of the road begging and nothing because they never become the type of man they're supposed to be because they do it their way. For years, Elisha washed the hands of Elijah. He just didn't get the mantle because he was a good old boy. He, he served and he was patient and he was willing to sleep outside the tent. He was going to do whatever he had to, but he was going to serve Elijah the prophet. You know why? Because he wanted a double portion. Gehazi didn't want a double portion of the anointing. He wanted the clothes, he wanted the goats, he wanted the sheep, he wanted the men, and he wanted the women. The man I could have been. He could have had a double portion of the double portion that Elisha had got from Elijah. The man I could have been. The woman I could have been. But because the guy showed up and he had a nice car and he promised to give me some jewelry and he promised to take me out and he told me he loved me, but I would have to give out for him. And so, you know, you know, I don't want to wait and be like my mama that, you know, my daddy never had nothing. We never had nothing. And this guy comes from a rich family. And, and you know, so, you know, instead of having to settle for something low, I want to start off big. And it's amazing that you even see on reality shows how many of them women live all day with a martini and a wine and drink in their hands. Why? Because they never were the woman they were supposed to be. They sold out for that instead of selling out for him. When you want the spirit of Daniel, you want the spirit of excellence, you're going to have to get away. You're going to have to separate from some of those people, some of those friends, and some of those things. And it's going to cost you. But the thing about it is, is I'd rather live in a camper in the back of my mama's house hooked up to, uh, to whatever, and, and just start off with hardly nothing. But start off slowly, but yet that's the hard times is what develops the heart to get the stuff when, when it is time. The hard times develop your heart that when it is time, you'll receive that. In time, you'll receive that. But you don't want it right away because it'll ruin you. It'll ruin you. 
It'll go to your head. It'll go to this. And all of a sudden you find yourself just living a life where nothing's making any sense. And you're going, I hate my life. Uh, what did we sell out for? The man I could have been. The woman I could have been. Don't sell yourself out short. Listen to me. Young people, listen to me. Listen to me. This is an example of the seriousness of your choices. You're listening to this CD. Listen to me. The seriousness of your choices. God has great plans for you, but every day you have choices. Whether you want to follow Elisha or you want to follow Gehazi, whether you want to follow Jesus or you want to follow Judas, every day you have those choices. And the outcome is according to the choices. Don't give in to the pure pressure. The pure pressure is what's developing your character to be a heart of excellence. The man I could have been. The Samson, the Saul, the Hazai, the Judas. What was the secret about Daniel? Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart. Come on, let this word just speak to you today. About biting the vine, that word means two different things. The eye and the ear gate, that's how you abide, that's how you stay connected. That's a disciple. We're going to see that these four Hebrew children were not converts, they were disciples of Jesus Christ. But we'll see that later. I want you to see this. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. His mama didn't make him. His daddy didn't make him. His pastor didn't make him. Nobody was around saying, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. He purposed in his heart, I'm not doing that. But it's free, it's good. I purposed in my heart, I'm not doing that with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Listen to the word of God today, young people. I know in college there are no restrictions. I know there's no hours. I know there's no curfews. I know that you get out on your own and you go make your own life and you do everything. I know you're free to watch what you want to do, what you want to drink, what you want to. But at the same time, if you want the results of Daniel, you've got to live the lifestyle of Daniel. You've got to make the decisions Daniel made. In all of this, he would not defile himself. Daniel chapter 1, 12 through 20, look what it says. Try us out for 10 days on a simple diet of vegetables and waters. Try it out. I dare you. Try God's way and then try his way. Listen to me. I'm talking about God's way. Do you know that if God can make an axe head float in the water, he can make your brain work? Amen. Amen. And then it says, then compare us to the young men who eat the royal menu. And then make your decision on the basis of what you see. Verse 14, 16, the steward agreed to do it and fed them vegetables and water for 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, they looked better and were more robust than all the others who had been eating from the royal menu. So the steward continued to exempt them from the royal menu. It says they looked better and they were more robust. Sin will aid you. How many of you seen the people you graduated with? My high school celebrating their 30th anniversary. They look like they're ready for the old folks' home. They look 20 years older than me and my wife. Sin will age you. Those people in Hollywood, when they take all the makeup up, change the lights, everything else, when you look at them, they're younger, but they look older. Hello. It's because the sin will age you. Sin will age you. Making the decisions to just smoke anything, drink anything, wear your helmet with your two cans, get your little Hindu pipe, and smoke your stuff. You got your indie music on and all, you're all chilling. And you got your pipe going and you're all happy and all that. Oh man, this is cool. Man, this makes me feel good. After all, they sell it at the gas station. Just go to the shell right there and get you a little pump and. Then we'll see what you look like in 30 years. Talking to you as a daddy. Hello. Talking to you as a pastor. See, the devil is trying to get your attention with those cell phones. Turn them off. And listen to the word of God. This is good stuff. They looked younger. 
You know, Mary Kay's a Christian woman. Now look at this, verse 17, 19, look at this. God gave these four young men knowledge and skill. Look at this, young people, in both books and life. He gave them skill. God gave them skill. I don't know if they were born with it, but it says God gave them skill. In books and in life. If I was in college, if I was, going to, uh, if I was in high school still, I'd be writing all this down and every day. And I'll show you, Daniel prayed it every day. Lord, I thank you for giving me skill in both life and in books. In love, give me skill in love. You keep going through love life after love life after love life. Give me skill and love. Lord, give me skill. Some of you ladies, listen to me. Give me skill in how to choose a man for the eighth time. <laughs> give me skill in how to pick a man. Give me skill how to pick education. Give me skill in how to choose. Give me skill in life. He said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. But we act like, I'm going to show you a scripture here. He doesn't give wisdom to stupid. He gives wisdom to the wise. People who are already wise. I hope I'm not making you mad, but I'm preaching the word. God gave these men knowledge and skill in both books and life. In addition, oh my God, God don't ever quit. If you don't quit, you don't compromise, God don't quit. And guess what? It's not just for young people, but if you're not the man you wish you could be, you can change this coming few weeks and end up being the man you're supposed to be. The woman you're supposed to be. But you got to listen to this. In addition, Daniel was gifted. Listen, gifted in understanding and all sorts of visions and dreams. And at the end of time, set by the king for their training. And the head of the royal staff brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. And when the king interviewed them, he found that they were far superior than all the other men. And none were a match. That's what God can do. That's what God can do with you. None were a match. And look at verse 19 and 20. Look what it says. And when they took their place in the king's service, whenever the king consulted them on anything, books or life, he found them, look at this now, ten times better. Ten times better. And that's the scripture. My mom raised me on Psalms 91. But when, with, when Brandon was autistic as a little boy, Cindy taught him every day before they go to school, they had him pray. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the spirit of Daniel. And we were ten times wiser every day. And he could hardly say it, but yet he would say, Lord, thank you for the wisdom of Daniel. Maybe ten times. They had it, he had it so much in his heart. You could ask my wife. When we'd have them say the blessing over the food, they would all pray. Thank you for the spirit of Daniel making us ten times wiser. We're getting ready to eat food. And they're claiming the spirit of Daniel. And he went from on a special system in a special class to over a 3.0 average in, in, in Pineville High School. Woo. Woo. And I don't mean to embarrass him, but this is what I'm saying. I've never been divorced. I've never been bankrupt. I'm not bragging on me, but one thing I can tell you, I'm talking to you as a dad, 30 years of ministry. I can talk to you as a dad. I'm telling you something. It works. Stop trying to do it your bud's way and do it Jesus' way. Amen. Stop trying to compare your life and live like the rest and, and, and say, you know what? I'm just going to live a few years and I'm just going to catch up on everything I didn't have back home. And, you know, my, my, my parents were just so strict. I mean, they were so strict. We couldn't do this and we couldn't do that. And it's like I was living in a jail. It was like I was living in church all the time. In fact, I was living in church all the time. We always had to go to church. And it was church and church. And it's like, what are you watching? Where are you going? Who are you going with? It was like all these rules and all that. It's because we are trying to give you the spirit of Daniel so you can learn how to make the right decisions so that when you do leave home, you don't have to live wasted years, but you can live the life right so that God can give your plans and purposes and make your life count. We're trying to train you now. Thank God for AAA. Well, yeah, anyway. Thank God for all this different stuff and all that that helps people or try to help people in their own way. And this, let me, anyway, listen. If you've been through that, you got all for it, great. But listen, why even get on it? 
Why even try sex before your marriage? Why even have to have a number of partners so that when you're older, you say, I had nine women before I got married. Well, you're a big fool. Why go the world's way? I'm telling you as a dad, one woman forever is the only way. It's God's way. It is the best way. Do it God's way. You don't have to live with the man I should have been. No, I am the man I should be. I have been the man I need to be now. Perfect? No. Far from perfect. Mistakes? Yes. But I keep reaching forward. But I didn't have to listen to my friends telling me, you don't know what you missed out. We'd be in school. Sixth grade. They're already partying. Well, Cobb, you don't know what you missed out. They even called my nickname was Preachers. I didn't cuss and I didn't go drink and all that stuff. They said, Preacher, they were calling me Preacher back then. What a bad name, huh? Sixth grade. Preacher, you don't know what you missed. And I finally said, How much money you got? Because I would mow yards. How much money you got? They said, Man, I spent 60 bucks this weekend. I said, You know what? I got my 60 bucks. Beer didn't take my money. Cigarettes didn't take my money. And I had a good time. I didn't make a fool of myself out in the world. And it says, and they took their place in the king's service. Whenever the king consulted them on anything, on books or on life, they found them ten times better. Look at Daniel chapter 5, verse 12. I've got to hurry up here. Inasmuch as an excellent spirit. Say that with me. An excellent spirit. It's all over in the word here. In these last days, God wants to raise up Daniel's. And as you get ready to start school, God wants to give you the mantle of Daniel. It says an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, explaining enigmas. We're found in this Daniel, found in this Daniel. And I'm going to give you scriptures later on. That same spirit of wisdom, same spirit of Christ is on the inside of you. Whom the king named that desert and let Daniel, let not Daniel now he was called and given interpretation. Verse 14, I have heard of you. Wait, here we go. I have heard of you and that the Spirit of God is in you. Wouldn't you rather say, I grew up with the Spirit of God and not the Spirit of lust? Amen. Wouldn't you have rather, when you get older, and you better say, I lived it under the Spirit of God and not the Spirit of gluttony or wanting or drunkenness? I didn't wake up hugging a toilet. I didn't act like an animal puking in the morning when I got up. A lot of you Christians ain't amen to me. Some of you older people need to be aiming this message I'm preaching to young people. What's wrong with you guys? Y'all need to be amen to me on this. I know you're innocent. I know you never did none of that. But we got to convince these young people. Y'all got to help me convince the young people that this is the truth. I'm not talking about you. Yeah, like I'm talking about you, I ain't talking about you. And I heard of you. The Spirit of God is in you. And look at this. And that light, the word is a light into my path. That light, that light, that light, that light, and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in you. And, and chapter 6, verse 3 says, Then this Daniel, look at this, distinguished himself. Distinguished himself. One of the guy's friends came over to the house the other day and they were playing some comedy. And I pulled him aside and I said, listen, I said, your mother is a lady and those words would not be heard in her presence. She's a lady. Ladies don't hear those words. I don't care how funny he is. Call me old-fashioned, call me anything, but I'm telling you, out of the word of the living God, he distinguished himself above the governor's and the subs. Remember what subs are? Screwed up people. Because an excellent spirit was in him. And guess what? The king says, I'm going to promote this one. I'm going to promote this one. Because he's got an excellent spirit. Amen? Excellent means over and above. A thrown beyond. Outstanding. Unbeatable. First class. Bang up job. Awesome. Totally wicked dude. Cool. Out of this world. Brilliant. All of this is under the definition of excellent. First class. Daniel 2. Now here's Daniel's prayer. You ought to write this prayer down and you can pray it too. Daniel 2, 20, 
verses 20 through 23. Blessed be the name of the Lord God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. Lord, I thank you that wisdom and might are yours. I don't have to walk according to my own understanding. I don't have to figure things out. Wisdom and might are yours. And he changes. Look at this. You're so wise that times and seasons are in your hands. I don't have to live according. I don't have to live in worry about the time or the season I'm living in. Because wisdom and might is yours. That even the most difficult of times you can make me the head and not the tail. He removes kings and raises up kings. And look what it says here. He gives wisdom to who? The wise. He gives wisdom to the wise. He, he doesn't give wisdom. Lord, just give me wisdom. Stop living stupid and you will. There's a lot of people praying for wisdom, but they're not living a life to deserve wisdom. It's like I told a boy a while back. He says, I want a Proverbs 31 woman. I said, well, are you living like a Proverbs 31 man? He said, there sure ain't much to choose from. I said, well, you're probably going to get what you deserve. You want a dessert? You want a 10? And I'm not talking about Bo Derek. If you want a 10, then you need to live your life worthy of a woman who's a 10. You live a 3, you're probably going to get a woman. It says he gives wisdom to the wise. So don't you let their cars and their jewelry and their fine talk and their everything. Don't let, don't let them soft words butter you up. It says, it says a man is bought with a piece of bread. Bozos. And I started thinking, a man is bought with a piece of bread. I know I'm, I'm, I'm getting late here and i got to get back to my message. But I started thinking, you think about Jacob. Poor old guy, he worked 14 years for a woman. Now, she might have been a pretty thing, but she was a spoiled brat who stole her daddy's gods and got cursed. Fourteen years he worked for that woman. Had to end up marrying the ugly one first. And the ugly one ended up, he ended up falling in love with the ugly one. And she never quit having kids. I mean, the woman was fertile like everything. The ugly one ended up being the better wife than the pretty one, but he worked 14 years for the pretty one. Man is bought with, a, bought with a piece of bread. Look at Jacob's kids. Jacob's daughter went down the road one day, and all the heathen men fell in love with her. Would you look at that fuck? Man, them Jews are something. They wanted to marry the Jew. So the brothers had a plan. I know what we'll do. We'll tell the whole nation all the men have to circumcise. All the men. Now, how many of you know you want a woman bad if you're going to circumcise? The whole nation, all the men circumcised themselves. They were sitting around for days, couldn't move, and then Jacob's sons went and killed a whole bunch of them. And you think you know what you want. Boy, he looks good. Oh, she looks fine. She's a brick house. <laughs> You think you know what you want. And what you really want ends up worse than circumcising you. I better get back to scripture. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have. You already have or you're already walking in. You're not going out in the world. God, I need your wisdom, Lord. I need your wisdom. And you've just, you just been living like the world, and now you're asking God for wisdom. Guess what? He don't hear you. He gives wisdom to the ones operating in wisdom. He gives understanding to those walking in a life of understanding. In other words, you're a doer of the word and not a hearer only. A hearer of the word only will not receive the wisdom and the understanding, but it's a doer of the word who's going to receive the wisdom and understanding. Please, young people, get that now at 18, and you'll be a super success before 30. A doer of the word. He reveals deep, secret things. He knows what's in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers, that you have given me wisdom and might. And now I've made known what, and you've made known to me what you will. I think that you've given me wisdom and might. Say that with me. It's given me wisdom and might. So many kids today have the attitude. Well, you know what? I just don't care. I'm up here begging you today. Care. As you start this new year, school, college year, wherever you are, on internet, on DVD, please care. 
care because your future is upon what you care about today. Don't compromise. Don't run with the friends. Don't do what they're doing, please. He said, greatly beloved. He loves you just like he loves Daniel. And in Daniel 11, well, I, I'm sorry, I didn't give you that scripture there right here. Daniel uh, 10, verse 12, look what it says. Then he said to me, do not fear Daniel. And he'll say that to you. From the first day you have set your heart to understand. You have, you have set your heart. 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 You have turned the computer off and opened up the Bible. You have got off of Facebook and, and got on Bible, uh, Bible Gateway. You, you have turned off Lady Gaga and put on Hillsong. You have done something to change the atmosphere. You, you, you have made a decision. I'm going to fast other music while, I get, while I'm seeking God for an answer. While you're praying, Lord, who's the right man? Who's the right woman for me? You, 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 you have set your heart. You have set your heart. You have set your heart to understand. Nobody can make you to humble yourself. I don't know the right way. I'm tired of being in control of my life before your God. Before your God and your words were heard. And I have come because of your word. I'll leave you with this and I have to shut it down and we'll continue next week into a whole new area. But I want you to get this. Your God, your God who is mighty and might and wisdom, your God who is all powerful. Get rid that Jesus looks like John Lennon on the Beatles. Get rid of the image you have of Jesus as some little skinny hippie walking the beach. You need to see Jesus as a legend. As a champion, as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But I want to tell you something else. You also, Daniel is getting ready to be thrown in the lion's den, okay? But he had his heart set on God. And, and, and you've got to stop seeing not only Jesus as a skinny little wimp, you gotta see you gotta see the angels. Angels, listen to me. Angels are not fat little babies in diapers. We got the wrong images. The devil, he's bad now. The devil's got a pitchfork. He's got a tail with a shaft on the end of uh, uh, arrow shaft on the end of his tail. He's got horns. He spills fire. I mean, the devil is bad, and the angels are little naked babies in diapers and little bows and arrows. Can you imagine if Daniel would have seen a little baby diaper and arrow come down there when he was in the lion's den? He would have said, "You know what, lions just eat me now. <laughs> just eat me now." But he had already seen the angel and fell on his face, shivering. He already knew what God is like. He already had read. And look, I, I like to use my imagination. Y'all already got the idea. I'm a movie buff. And how many of you seen when Wolverine had to let everybody out of the cage? And he just ran down the hall and opened all those cages. I want you to know one angel took all the wheels off of Pharaoh's chariots going 50 miles an hour. And I pictured Wolverine going, an angel just going and knocking all the wheels off. And it says all the wheels came off and the chariot went, that's cool, dude. Just went right into the mud and it couldn't move anymore. Why? One angel knocked all the wheels off of chariots going 50 miles an hour. That's the type of angel that when he comes into the lion's den, you just lay down and go to sleep on top of the lion. Don't forget the supernatural atmosphere in God that you have. The angels are assigned to you. You stand up for God. He'll stand up for you. Walk in wisdom. Don't compromise your life. I want, I'm telling you right now, your life is too precious. All of you. Every one of you. No matter where you come from. No matter what your past has been. No matter what upbringing you have. Every life is here is precious and Jesus would have died if it would only have been you who would have accepted him. Every life is precious. Your blood is precious. That's why if you need blood, that precious blood that people donate, they go into your arms. And it shows how precious you are because somebody else is giving something that you may live. This time together in church around the word of God, it's precious. Listen and understand. Don't let the world pull you into living Jersey Shore. Because you really end up pregnant at 16. Don't throw your life away. Don't let... I was going to give you a scripture. I'll give it to you later. Don't let the world contaminate your mind. 
Be proud that you are a Christian. Honor the name of Jesus. Be proud that you are a virgin. And when they go, oh, you're still a virgin. Yes, I am. Praise God. Hallelujah. I find the devil in you in the name of Jesus. Say that. Don't say something else you may want. Yeah, I'm not a, a little. Be proud that you're a virgin, men. Be proud that you live a standard. Be proud that you stand in the ranks with Christ. He stood in the ranks for me. I'll stand in the ranks for him. Be proud that you are a born again believer and that you are different than the world. Be proud and thankful that you don't have to walk the way of this world and you don't care what people may think about you because they're going to think whatever they want to anyway. And yes, there has been a lot of things. Well, you know what? I go to church and church people think this way about me, this way, that, and the other. Well, you know what? People in the world think about you too. You won't be able to please any of us. Just please Jesus. And he'll give you a spirit of wisdom and he'll bring you up. Would you stand please? I beg you with all of my heart as a dad, as a pastor. You heard the message today. Turn. 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 I promise you with my life, you don't have to try stuff. Happiness does not come from that. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you're here today and you know that you have to turn, you know you have to surrender your life to Christ, it's time to get your life right. What you're doing is killing you. It's destroying you. It's hurting you. And you want to change. You want to turn around. If that's you, would you raise your hand right there where you are? Right there where you are, would you just raise your hand and say, I need a change in my life. Anyone else? Raise it up real high. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. I see some people that are raising their hands just wanting to rededicate them fresh and new. You can do that too. Was there anybody today you have never accepted Christ as Lord and Savior? God bless you. You've not accepted Christ as Lord and Savior and you want to rededicate your life. You want to give your life to Christ. Anyone for the first time you want to rededicate your life? Anyone at all? There are some who raise their hands for rededication and I'm not going to call you up. We're going to pray a prayer here in a minute. I know who you are. I know you're saved. I just know that you've, you've gone off and you've battled. You're hurt. But is there somebody here today you've never given your life to Christ? Today is the day of salvation. Pray this prayer of rededication. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for going my own way and doing my own thing. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And be my Lord and Savior. And I thank you. That I am saved. And I am forgiven. By your mercy. And your precious blood. In Jesus name. Amen. Now I'd like to pray with. Those who want to go on into a deeper realm. Of the spirit of Daniel. Would you raise your hands and just let me pray. Everyone should be desiring this. Everyone should desire more wisdom and understanding. Let's just all raise our hands together. Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every one here. And I pray, Father, that, Lord, this word has shifted us, has sifted us, has moved us to desire to a great, grow into a greater level of life. That, Lord, the spirit of wisdom, unlimited wisdom and knowledge and understanding is available to your children. You are still the God who speaks. You are still the God whose wisdom opens up the parts the sea so we can go through. You're still the God of knowledge and understanding and revelation. Lord, the enlightenment goes beyond what we could fathom or think. And Father, I pray that you would grant each and every one here, in every one of their fields and in life and in books and in their job and understanding and their friendships and relationships and decisions. Lord, in every area of life, questions on anything as it said about Daniel. Questions about anything. 
May your spirit of wisdom speak and interpret and direct each and every one of us in the most perfect way that you have planned. Father, at this time and age, we pray for a wisdom that goes beyond the natural, that we may know how to live and what to do. I pray for marriages that are troubled right now, that they will be given the spirit of wisdom, knowledge on how their marriages can be fixed. Those whose health is bad, give them wisdom in how to have a comeback in the area of their health. Lord, whatever the situation may be, there is wisdom available. But Father, may we take that wisdom and may we apply it and may we live it. I pray for those who are struggling right now and they want to get rid and they want to leave a lifestyle that they're living, but they find it so hard to do and they're so surrounded by others who, who are in it. I ask you to give them special grace to better rise up above that pure pressure and their surroundings and be able to walk free in Jesus' name. And I thank you for whom you set free is free indeed. And I give you glory and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you wrote down these scriptures. If not, you better watch this all over again on the internet, on, on uh, wordofgrace.tv, or you can get the CDs. If you know someone who needs the CDs, please get them over here in the, in the room as we get ready to go into some things. This will change our lives. Hallelujah. I love you, young people. I love you. I'm proud of you. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep going forward, college. Keep going forward. Young people, don't ever quit. Don't look at the times. Look at Jesus. And I love you, and I bless you, and our brother Baron dismiss us. All right. How's everybody doing today? You doing good? Did y'all enjoy today's service? Was it good? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to let you know, uh, uh, this Tuesday we have intercession. If you haven't been coming, you're missing it. It's been awesome. We have a lot of people showing up. Wednesday is going to be church again at 7. But Tuesday night's going to be 7, so we pray over you. Y'all have an awesome week. And if y'all can't go to those, we'll see you next Sunday, 9 and 10, 30, all right? So, dear Father, we just thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for the congregation here, Father. We thank you, Father, for the change and the transformation that you're bringing in this city, God. That, Father, you're changing and transforming us here in this place. And, Father, we're going out with boldness, Father, into our workplaces, into our schools, Father, into every area that we have influence, Father, in changing and making transformation. So I pray for your spirit of boldness and excellence to be on us as we go out, Father. Everybody said? Have a good week. We'll see y'all later.